I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. to the drive on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be here. Happy New Year's to you and yours. I got the opportunity to go down to Dallas, Texas this past weekend to see the Missouri Tigers clinch their spot in the top 10 final AP poll this season after a very thrilling that's the word I would use to describe the Cotton Bowl, Rob. What word would you use outside of thrilling? I mean, two great drives from Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, who is going to go down in Missouri Tiger lore. I mean, he's up there with Henry Josie, with the Chase Daniels, with the Jeremy Macklins, the Chase Kaufman, the Martin Ruckers. Some of the all-time great Missouri Tigers of the last 25 years. Congratulations to Cody Schrader. The next Austin Eckler, you heard it here for first and also Luther Burden, who next year, he's going to be a Heisman finalist. I'm going to go and put that into the atmosphere right now on 2024. My first take, my first prediction of 2024, Luther Burden is going to finish as a Heisman finalist in 2024. It's the drive. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you making us a part of your day. This first segment of the year is going to be maybe one of the most self-serving segments that we will have of the entire year, and I'll explain in a little bit, but Rob, take it away. New year, same deal. Dial me up right now. Caller number six, 913-586-7610. If you are caller number six, you win a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They got a new spot in Waldo, plus locations in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So Carrington, whether the move for a whole pie, or maybe you're some move for some slices, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's pizza T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening to The Drive each day at 2 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. I would greatly appreciate if you did that. And you know what? For the new year, I need you to tell three people. Only today do you need to tell three people. Normally, it's just one person. Sometimes it's two. Today for the new year, you know what? Tell three people to listen to The Drive each and every day. And you know what? You will be one of my best friends If you could do just that. All right. I'm not going to say that's what I've been saying. But it's how I feel. You know. I'm going to play a couple of cuts for you guys. We're going to have a couple of conversations over the course of the next 15 minutes. If you guys will oblige. So I wake up on Sunday morning. And I see a tweet from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that says after losing three of their last four games and struggling mightily on offense, the Chiefs are going to pare things down. 
fewer plays, fewer packages, better execution, they hope. Then I see James Palmer of NFL Network, friend of the show. After talking to players in the locker room this past Friday, there was certainly the belief among some that too many pass catchers were shuffling on and off the field, and that potentially has played a large part in guys struggling to find the rhythm. This is what it looks like to me. Now, I'm not going to say I've been saying that this entire time, but this is exactly what I have been saying the entire time. The Chiefs are not good enough or deep enough at wide receiver to go six or seven deep. Stop throwing it to guys like Blake Bell. Stop trying to get wide receiver seven involved. Stop throwing deep passes to MVS. That has not worked at any point this season. This was the most hopeful and optimistic thing that I've read in quite some time, that maybe the Chiefs finally started listening to me and started listening to this show. But I don't want to spend the whole 15 minutes of the open telling you just, hey, I was right, I was right, because you guys know that I've been right on this. I want to play this for you guys, and this is from our brother Nate Taylor. He was on Cody and Gold earlier today. Now, this next cut is going to upset our dear friend Rob Britton, but almost everything upsets our dear friend Rob Britton. Here's what Nate Taylor had to say about the Chiefs and how they could potentially win in the playoffs. For the Chiefs, again, uh, as I wrote in The Athletic, the second half was about them playing their best version of Marty Ball. Yep. Hand the ball off. Check that thing down. Maybe get an explosive player to let the defense continue to make, uh, you know, counterpunching plays. And, you know, if you got to take the three, take the three because the defense is doing its job and you can rely on the defense and that's the unit you can trust the most. I am here to report that nothing is changing with the Chiefs in their final game of the season. We're going to have this conversation a couple of times over the course of the next few days, so I don't want to talk about it now at nauseum. Some of you are going to say they need to get all the reps they can. They've had the opportunity to do that in their first 16 games of the season. That 17th game against Easton Stick and a team that has nothing to play for is not going to be why they go to the Super Bowl. It is not going to be some extra practice or momentum that is gained in those three hours on Sunday afternoon. So I am all for treating this week like a bye week. Now, over the course of the week, I would tell you exactly how I would handle it, but we don't have to do that right now. But I am just here to let you know that my stance for the week is going to be sit them, don't play them. It's a bye week. That the best thing that you can have if you're the Chiefs is not quote-unquote momentum. You've had the opportunity to gain that on the offense, and you have not done that in the first 16 games. I don't know why the 17th game is going to unlock that. It is now trying to get your players as healthy as you can possibly be for that wild card matchup against whomever it can be. There's still four possible options of who the Chiefs could play in the playoffs. I'm sure over the course of the next few days, we'll go through it. I don't want any part of Buffalo if that ends up being the team. You know what? Give me Pittsburgh in round one. I would feel really good going up against Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett, or I don't know who their starting quarterback is anymore. I'm not sure if they know, but that's the team that I want. I would want Indianapolis coming here. 
I don't really, really want anything to do with Buffalo, but it's a very, very small chance that they could play Buffalo. I am all for Miami. You guys know exactly how I feel about Miami. I told you guys back in October that I thought that Miami was a team. They are a 5A school that beats up on 2A schools. But when they got to play schools that are the same as them, they have not stacked up at any point this season. They have not beaten a team that we think is good. They do not have a good win this season outside of the Cowboys at home. And everybody beats the Cowboys at home. Arizona did that earlier this year. That's not a team that is prepared to go on the road and beat anybody. Neither are the Miami Dolphins. So sign me up for the Dolphins in January in Tua's first postseason game. I'm letting you know right now I will be picking the Chiefs in that game. But back to what Nate Taylor had to say. All the conversation that we are going to have about the Chiefs over the next two weeks or so is going to come down to one thing. Do the Chiefs accept what they are? Very simple. Do the Chiefs accept what they are? They are not a high-volume passing offense. I know it might seem that way. You got Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Like on the outside, you would think the Chiefs would have a dynamic passing attack with that combination. I'm here to tell you that they don't really. You know what the Chiefs can be? You want to know how the Chiefs could potentially get to the AFC championship game? You know how they could potentially get back to the Super Bowl? Embracing what they are this season. And they are a trust Isaiah Pacheco, limit turnovers, limit mistakes, play good defense, hope to advance. This is not a team anymore that can get into a shootout with you. That used to be a scenario in which you felt really good. Hey, if this game gets played in the 30s, then we just got more bullets than you got. We got more ammunition. No, if, this, if these games get played in the 24, 27 or higher, that's probably how the Chiefs are getting eliminated in the postseason. To anybody. If their defense has one of those kind of days and you are asking this offense to score 27, 30 points, I'm telling you that you're going to have February free this year. There's going to be no parade in Kansas City. So it's a very simple question for me for Kansas City. I would say it is really the only question that we still have remaining with the Kansas City Chiefs. Are they going to embrace what they are? You have been telling me that you have been saving certain players. You've been saving Jarek McKinnon. You've been saving Isaiah Pacheco. You've been saving Kadarius Toney. All right. Well, now it is a, you need to control the line of scrimmage. You need to run the football effectively. You need to play good defense. You need to hold teams under 21 points. And if you do that, you got a chance to beat anybody in these AFC playoffs. And that includes everybody's new favorite team in the Baltimore Ravens. And I got a lot of respect for the Ravens. Their quarterback is going to win his second MVP. They're the best team. Run the ball, limit mistakes, control the line of scrimmage, play defense. That's their formula. Oddly enough, that's been the formula to beat Kansas City over the last three, four years. The teams have just been unable to do if the Chiefs can embrace what they are and who they are this season, that's not saying next season they can't be a different team. We obviously know that's not what they were last year or the year before or the year before that, but it's a new year, new Chiefs. This is what they are right now. Their best chance to make the Super Bowl is probably not through Patrick Mahomes this year. It's through Isaiah Pacheco. And Rob, I know it's going to kill you to acknowledge that as being the fact, as being the truth. But you have watched the same. We have watched 
an old school, full regular season game of the Chiefs. They have a bye week coming up on Saturday against the Los Angeles Chargers, and it is go time. I don't expect to see a lot of the core of Kansas City, at least offensively, play in this. Get back healthy, run the football effectively, control the line of scrimmage, play good defense. And if the Chiefs can do that, they can advance to the AFC championship game and put yourself in a one-game scenario against the Baltimore Ravens. And you are probably going to be underdogs in that game. You are probably going to play your first road playoff game. You then take your chances because you got a team that has been in those moments before and a team that has had success in those moments before against a team that hasn't. We're going to have four hours to argue about if they should be a Marty Ball team, yes or no, and you know I don't think they should be, but that doesn't matter. The question that I'm going to ask you and that people who think they need a Marty Ball team to win a Super Bowl is this. Is Andy Reid going to do that? Because I know the Chiefs scored 25 on Sunday. Or, yeah, it was Sunday. The holiday has me messed up. They scored 25 on Sunday. And they looked more run-heavy than usual. But I would also say Andy Reid's going to Andy Reid. There were multiple times in that game on Sunday against Jake Browning and co. where it was pass, 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 punt. That was their offense. So while I think no to the Marty Ball idea, and you think yes, we can disagree, the million-dollar question, the billion-dollar question, the Lombardi question is, what does Andy Reid think? Because I'm betting pretty good money. Andy Reid thinks I'm going to do what makes me go, and that does not mean running Schottenheimer ball. My formula is going to be simple. I mean, reading this from James Palmer talks about less confusion, less of a rotation, more production. More Pacheco. More Rice, more Kelsey, less everything else. Less everything else. It's go time. I don't care about feelings. If you got to make a guy inactive, then you got to make a guy inactive. If a guy doesn't get touches in that game, so be it. Tell your agent. It's go time. This is now the playoffs for Kansas City. We got two weeks until the playoffs, but the Chiefs have a rest week. They have a bye week. We will find out on Sunday who they are playing, and it's the playoffs. That's where we are. There is no – they have run out of time to, quote, figure things out offensively. You know who the possible options are going to be. You know that that game is going to be in Kansas City. I'm going to guess because it's the middle of January, you also know that it's going to be cold. So I would say you are probably going to play three teams that you would be a favorite against if you were looking at the possible options – or you could maybe play Buffalo, and Buffalo will be a favorite in Kansas City. They'll be a favorite. I know Buffalo hasn't beaten them in the postseason. I, I get all that. If Buffalo is the team that is coming here, the Chiefs are probably a two-point underdog in that game. Everybody else, you are a favorite. I would pick you to beat any other team that is a possible available option. We can go through those available options coming up on the other side, but I like this quote from our guy Nate Taylor. The Chiefs need to identify – and accept who they are this season and what is their best course of action for getting back to the Super Bowl. For the Chiefs, again, uh, as I wrote in The Athletic, the second half was about them playing their best version of Marty Ball. Yep. Hand the ball off, check that thing down, maybe get an explosive player to let the defense continue to make, uh, you know, counterpunching plays. And, you know, if you got to take the three, take the three because the defense is doing its job and you can rely on the defense and that's the unit you can trust the most. I'm going to sound like a broken record over these next two weeks. Run the football, 
control the line of scrimmage, limit mistakes, play good defense. That is their formula to getting back to the Super Bowl in the beginning of February. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esqually Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. All right. We've got air lag coming up here just a little bit. Someone on the text line said, see it sounded like you have a cold. I felt fine up until I would say Saturday. And then Saturday, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I wasn't going to be here today because you remember, Rob, the last time I was sick, I sounded like Ed Orgeron, and the text line kept saying I sound – they calling me C. Doc Rivers. And that's when I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm not doing that to myself anymore. I feel fine, but my head does feel like it weighs three pounds more than what it normally weighs. But I'm fighting through it because I'm a champion. It's the playoffs. I'm fighting through it. I'm, I'm a champion. Let's go through these playoff scenarios, Rob. If the Bills win, the Dolphins are coming to Kansas City. That's who I want them to play. I know that they are not the easiest team out of the possible options, and we will certainly go over those options. But we got cheated. We should have seen Tyreek Hill have to face you guys at Arrowhead. You know that, and I know that. If there's anything I can go back and change about this regular season, it's with the Kansas City Chiefs. Why couldn't they have had the Bears game or the Lions game? Tyree Kill should have had to come and be introduced at Arrowhead and be booed and the signs. We got cheated as just fans of the National Football League. So if you're asking me what I want to have happen, I want Buffalo to win. I want the best teams in the AFC to make the postseason. I want Buffalo to win their division. And I want what we should have gotten months ago, and that is Tyree Kill coming to Arrowhead. That would be my number one preference. Now, there are some other options, Rob, that could happen. If the Dolphins win and Jacksonville wins, then the winner of Colts and Texans 
is coming to Kansas City. I assume out of those two teams, Rob, you rather play Indianapolis if you had to pick between Indy and Houston. I might pick Houston for this reason. Rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback on the road in his first postseason game. I'm going to guess that that player's win percentage is really low, especially when you are going up against a defense like the one that Kansas City has. I think C.J. Stroud is a dog. C.J. Stroud is going to win rookie of the year. He should win rookie of the year. But if you were telling me the option is Gardner Minshew, who's got a little bit of chops, I think he's proven that he is one of the better backup quarterbacks or low-win starters in the league. Or you're going up against a quarterback who is making his first start in the postseason as a rookie? I think I might pick Houston out of those two teams. Who would you pick? I think I would take Houston because we see a lot in the NFL. A team goes from near the bottom of the league. They rise up. They compete. They fight. They claw. They either make the playoffs. They fall just short. And then, you know, the ensuing season. Oh, they're coming. Like last year with the Lions, they fell just short. But everyone knew, oh, they're coming. I think that's how I feel about Houston. I wouldn't fear them this season. I think the Chiefs would beat them this season. But You have a hunch. You have a feel. There's a groundswell that they are eventually going to be a problem, but I don't think they're a problem today. Gardner Minshew is a totally capable quarterback, but he's got a little bit of something. There's a little bit of, I don't know if it's moxie or chops. I don't know what the term is, but there's a little something there. So I'm much rather the rookie who's a year away than the guy who I think has a little bit of seasoning in round one. So yeah, I agree with you. Give me the Texans of those two. So I'm looking at some of the other available options. So let's say that the Dolphins win and Tennessee wins over Jacksonville. And then there's a couple different scenarios depending on who wins the Ravens and the Steelers game. I know it's confusing, but let's go through it. Dolphins win, Titans win. Then the Ravens and Steelers game, the result really matters. If the Ravens win, then Buffalo is a wild card team. If the Steelers win, then the Steelers would be coming to Kansas City. I think the Steelers, if you were asking me who is the best team that they could play in a, so if we are ranking from all the four teams that they could play, they could play Miami, Indianapolis, Houston, Buffalo, or Pittsburgh. So of the five possible options that are there for Kansas city to still play Pittsburgh is by far and away the worst team. In my opinion, maybe I shouldn't feel that way because of Mike Tomlin, because of their pedigree, because of their track record, I think that Pittsburgh is terrible. I really do. I think they are a bad football team. Now, maybe it's a little bit different now with the new quarterback. They're running the ball effectively. It took Najee Harris three years, but Najee Harris has not been that bad. George Pickens has actually been pretty decent these last couple of weeks. I just don't have a lot of respect for that team. I think they're incredibly mid and incredibly average. So if you were asking me to rank, like, most likely to beat the Chiefs to my version of less likely to beat the Chiefs. I would say Buffalo is the team that you most want to avoid. I would say the Dolphins are two just by proxy of elimination. Like, I think Miami is better than those other teams, but Miami is not a team that I would be afraid of. I would then rank it Indianapolis, Houston, Pittsburgh is probably how I would do it out of those five teams. But other than Buffalo, I would pick them to win against either of those four teams that they would play. Buffalo is better than Kansas City right now. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that, you know, but 
Buffalo is a better team today than Kansas City is. I think so. I don't want to play the team that I think is better than they are. I don't think Miami is better than them. I certainly don't think that between the Colts and the Texans. I certainly don't feel that way about the Steelers. I don't want to play Buffalo. It's also kind of unlikely that you would play Buffalo as well. I wouldn't have any problem against either of those other four teams, and I will pick the Chiefs against either of those four teams that's not Buffalo. Can I ask you a question for the Steelers? Because I get it from the outside looking in. I remember we were doing the show in 2021, and they played Big Ben and the decrepit, broken Steelers in round one at Arrowhead. I believe that's the only time Patrick Mahomes has played during Wild Card Weekend. They got to buy. They got to play the Steelers that year. It was Juju's last game, the whole deal. Why are you so dismissive of this Steelers team? Isn't this Steelers team a potential problem for the Chiefs? Because the reason that year we wrote off the Steelers is they can't score with the Chiefs. So it doesn't matter. It's a race to 27. I remember doing the show. You said it's a race to 27 in the playoffs. And guess what? The Steelers can't get there. I don't think it's a race to 27 anymore with the playoffs of the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs can get to that number. So if you're going to play a team who's going to be run heavy, defensive centric, and want to be in a rock fight, doesn't that make the margin of error basically nothing? And have the Chiefs shown you they can survive a game when the margin of error is nothing? Doesn't that Steelers matchup smell, reek, have an inkling of what we just saw on Christmas Day at Arrowhead with the Steelers? Raiders, excuse me, aren't the Steelers concerning because they do all the things the Chiefs can't stop? Well, then I would argue that, like, if that's a logic that we're going to employ, and I don't think that's a bad logic by any sense, then then you're worried about everybody then because of the Chiefs. Like, you're not worried about the Steelers because of who they are. It's not that we think that the Raiders played incredibly well on Christmas It was that the Chiefs played so poorly on Christmas Day. There is no doubt in my mind that the Chiefs are a noticeably better team than Pittsburgh, regardless of how you may feel about Kansas City. And I know they only have one more win than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has a negative point differential. Kansas City has a 76-point differential. There is over a 100-point difference so far this season between where the Chiefs are and where the Steelers are. Now, if you're arguing they're a different team with this new quarterback, okay, we need more data, we need more information. Pittsburgh is the worst team that they could possibly play. The worst out of all of these teams. So you're right. Hey, Christmas Day could happen. They lost to the Broncos earlier this season. The Chiefs can lose to anybody in the AFC playoffs. Absolutely could lose to any of those teams. But I also think there's some teams that they match up really well against. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh maybe running out in front of them. I think that Buffalo potentially could. Like, Buffalo could put up points, force it to be a high-scoring kind of game, and put them in a bad situation. I don't really think that Pittsburgh can put them in an uncomfortable situation. I think Kansas City normally puts you in uncomfortable situations on their own volition, and that is regardless of whatever opponent they could possibly play. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Aaron Ladd of KSHB 41 News. That's coming up. Keep it right here. So drive. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. The Drive, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The only place in town to hear the hypothetical button game is on the drive with Carrington Harrison. Airline, sometimes I question on whether or not we're free, which it doesn't make any sense to me because all I've ever really done is show you love. What you mean? I but just you gave you what? gifts. That's all I was going to say. But you know what? You came in and you said, hey, I got you something. And you gave me a nice cotton bowl party pack. Yeah, a little cotton bowl fairy story. Yeah. Stop by. You know what? This is the first time I felt like you're my friend ever. <laughs> Well, I didn't see you after the game, so I figured, you know The what? first time. So, thank you. I'm, uh, you gave me some Missouri-Ohio State cookies, a nice uh, little like cup, a little, little backpack, little pins and notepads. Thank you, man. This was a very thoughtful gift. Maybe you'll remember to talk about the Tigers on this show. For We're about to, we can, you know what? We can start talking about them right now. I think Cody Schrader now has to be in the same pantheon of, like, you know, like growing up. I'm a little bit older than you. Okay. Chase little, Daniel was one, of my, it was one of my favorite athletes of all time. Just why I like college football is because of Chase Daniel in that 2017. The first college road trip I ever took was to watch the 2007 Missouri Tigers. I went to like four of their games that year. Like, I love that. Like, my favorite team that we've ever had. Yeah. I think Cody Schrader is now on that level. He's not on the Chase Daniel because Chase Daniel was just, he was the quarterback, quarterback Heisman finalist. Uh, yes. I don't know what makes him different than like Chase Kaufman. What makes him different than Martin Ooh. Rucker? What makes him different than Henry Josie? The all-time great Tigers that you love, like, uh, Cody Schrader is on that same level. I can't believe they robbed him for the offensive MVP. I texted you that the, the next day after after everything had settled, confetti is gone, and, you know, the emotions of the moment, what a crap the first three quarters it was. Like, I could not believe that the MVP voters of that Cotton Bowl game, whoever they are, whoever you may be, if you're listening right now, how could you rob Cody Schrader the, the whole season and the kind of turnaround, and we talk about this being a data point and the escalator year for Eli Drinkowitz, like the way that he has changed the culture at Mizzou, a lot of a huge part of it is Cody Schrader. And in the final moments of that game, on the back of these two 90-yard touchdown drives that kind of separate them from Ohio State, the, the largely Missouri crowd is chanting for Cody. They're not chanting for Brady. 
And it's, I just thought it was I thought it was his moment and kind of a perfect cap for his season. It just feels like a sour taste he didn't get there. I'll make the Brady Cook argument for the game. I actually think they should have split. I think it was both of them. The touchdown pass from Brady Cook to Luther Burden Special. is maybe the best play that he has made at his time yeah. in Missouri. The scrambling kind of kept them alive early in games. On third down, it felt like, other than Cody Schrader, that was really the only offense that they had. I thought the pass that he had to Johnson in the third quarter really opened Spark. things up for it's Missouri, Spark. and you felt like, yeah. all right, this is the first big play that you guys have had in the passing game, and you felt like you had a little bit of momentum that sort of built, that sort of built off of that moment. So I, if they had given it to Cody Schrader, I certainly wouldn't have fought it. I mean, he had 29 carries for 128 yards. He matched yards him in total yards. Touchdown. He was incredible in the game. I don't have a problem with them giving it to Brady Cook, though. Yeah, and the scrambling to me, and people are going to say it was a bad game for Cook, it reminds me where Missouri can take that next step next year. When you're looking at who's coming in, and where they can go from this 11-win Cotton Bowl championship year, like, it's the offensive line to me. Like, you, you're bringing in a Caden Green. You're bringing in your guys who were from the KC area, like a Logan Riker. Like, they're taking the next step. You, you, won't, you see what Brady Cook looks like when he sped up a little bit. And Sawyer for Ohio State absolutely wrecked that game in the trenches. I don't know how much of the scrambling, and maybe you've looked at the actual game tape a little bit harder, but I don't know how much of the scrambling was Brady reverting to maybe versions we had seen of him in the past. But I felt like on those drives, especially it was it was seven who was setting the tone. He was getting he was going from getting two and three yards a carry to getting five and six yards a carry and help kind of get your offense home. You and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and that's to me where like if Missouri is going to consistently compete in an SEC, that's going to get far more difficult, right? You're adding Texas, you're adding Oklahoma, you're getting rid of East and West. It's just going to be more difficult moving forward. It has to start in the trenches. Yeah. The most impressive thing, I think, for Missouri over the last couple of years is they've actually matched up pretty decently against Georgia in those scenarios, which has been why the games have been close. Yep. I do agree with you that that was one of the things, like, as you were sitting there, hey, what makes this still Ohio State? Sure, they didn't have the quarterback. They didn't have the wide receiver. They didn't have some of the skill position players. Yeah. Sawyer was a dog. Absolutely. <laughs> like, he looked like Max Crosby yeah, to Absolutely. Me. He was a dog that you just start to realize at this level of competition. Once you get to like, all right, elite college football, are you, how good are you on the offensive line? How good are you on the defensive line? And if you got those two things figured out, you obviously can compete at a really high level. Missouri's never had a problem with skill position players or corners or those yeah. kind of guys. It's always been offensive line and defensive line. And you feel like they're closing that gap a little bit. We heard that from Dion a lot this year, right? Like, hey, I, I got my Louis bags and my quarterback and that kind of thing. But, you know, my offensive line play has to improve. And you, you win in the trenches at this level. Now the expectations change. You, Drinkowitz, we've seen you do it. We've seen you get to the Cotton Bowl. We've seen you win these games. Now can you have the expectation of winning and continue to jump to the next level with the talent now that's coming in, with the NIL and everything that's been surrounding you, with the updated facilities? We've given you the indoor practice facility. and like Now the expectation is college football playoff. Where do they go from here? Coming up in a little bit, I do want to get your thoughts and opinions on the Chiefs' is I mean, their season is over. Like, I know they have another regular season game. <laughs> wait, their season's over. Wait a minute. No, I, I mean, yeah, but when I'm driving in, you're talking about the, how they won the Super no, Bowl I'm and saying, playing Marty I'm, I'm saying their their regular season is over. Like, this is now the playoffs uh, to me. We have a bye week. incentive season right no, now. We have a bye week. 
And then next week, you know, we'll find out on Sunday who they play. So that's what I mean. I mean, their regular season is over. Let me let me clean it up for you. I did not mean they're done because I'm going to pick them in the wild card uh, round unless they play Buffalo. And I, I will probably pick Buffalo hmm. to win that game. Who do you have winning the national championship? We got two great games yesterday. Two hmm. phenomenal games. Absolutely. Who do you have winning it? I take Michigan. I don't I don't know why exactly maybe guttier grittier been through more adversity this year if you consider the suspension that Harbaugh first had and then the second round suspension and the ups and downs and the comeback I, it really worried me how loose and lackadaisical Washington was up 13 they're throwing flea flickers and acting like the game is over like it sucks that an injury also gave Texas an opportunity because that game also should have been over the clock managing the situation look Penix looks like the guy. I don't understand how we're not rating him as QB one of one coming out because he looked like a man amongst boys last night. He looked like he could be a future saint potentially playing in the Superdome. I trust Michigan on the bigger stage. They've been in this situation before. I, I, I'll go them as much as it hurts to say. I'm picking Washington because Ooh. of what you just said about Penix. I thought he was incredible. Absolutely. Yesterday. Full was control. Was incredible. I just don't want to bet against that guy. All season, I feel like we have told Washington, oh, Texas is better than you. Oh, Oregon's better than you. Like, every, like as dominant, as impressive as Oregon was this season. And Oregon might be one of the four best teams in the country. Hmm. But they just had to play Washington twice. And Washington beat them both times. I don't think I can go against Washington in this game with how good Michael Penix is. I really don't think that I can. And Michigan, I, I tweeted this out right when it happened. Normally in these spots, Alabama seems bigger than their opposition faster than their opposition, and just more talent, deeper. I got the feeling in the first quarter, I was like, I don't think Alabama's punch can knock Michigan out. You know, I, mm. I used to feel like in these spots, big-time SEC school, big-time Big Ten school, you could really see the gap in yeah. athletes. I didn't see much of a gap yesterday between those two teams. It was obviously close. Alabama could have won that game. Michigan obviously could have won that game. It was a it was a instant classic, two heavyweights standing in the middle of the ring. It's something about Washington. I, I'm just I'm done picking against them. I'm I'm ready to be on their side. Are you gonna see that big gap anymore in in this day and age of, of college football with the transfer portal, with NIL, with the extra COVID year that we're almost out of? Like, are you gonna see a team? that's gone undefeated through a power five schedule look like they don't belong in a way that TCU like that was an outlier. I don't, I don't think we're going to get in this new era of the 12 T like we're going to get that in a national championship game again. I would side with you on. Yes. Let me see. Once we cycle these COVID years out, hmm. like, let me just see. Cause that obviously changes things. Like some teams are more veteran. Oregon's quarterback was your age. You know what I mean? Oregon's quarterback. A lot of these quarterbacks. I mean, Pittix is, what, 24, 25? Oregon's quarterback played against Justin Herbert in college. So let me just see. Let's see this 12-team playoff. Let's see how it works in the wild. But there, there is no – I saw a stat. It was the first eight years of the postseason and then the last two yeah. years of it. Much more competitive games. And how the gap yeah. is closed. Like, oh, what, what's happened? Well, there's been a major change in college football over the last two years that has leveled out the playing field where the talent isn't centralized in three or four places. There was a stat from rivals that this was the first year ever on rivals that all of all the top 10 players, each of them went to a different school. Hmm. We're used to Alabama getting, getting three, three of those kids, of those, you know, yeah. Miami gets two, Georgia Texas gets, gets two some. of them, but Hey, you know, 
Nebraska got one of them. Missouri got one of them. Rutgers got one yeah. of them. Alabama, you know? So if you're going to have the talent dispersed the way that it is, it's going to close the gap to some extent. I mean, we still have Washington and Michigan in the national championship, two perennial powers, yeah. but it's certainly going to open the door. I saw you on X last night fending off the Georgia herd. Feels like there was like 12 or 13 four best teams or four versions of the best teams available. Like people still stumping for Georgia and some of these other equations. Like it feels like this would have been the perfect situation to just start the 12 team this year. But At least six. Like now, now looking back and maybe you could argue Ohio state mm. like going back in it. Really? I mean, a, a healthy Ohio state. I mean, if your only loss is on the road at Michigan, that's your only loss this season. You certainly have an argument of being one of the four best teams. Georgia's only loss no, was in a neutral side. That's Alabama. what I was going to say. My argument against Georgia is a very simple one. If you want an expanded playoffs, which everybody wants, Hey, let's make it more fair. Let's add more teams. Then explain to me how Georgia didn't just lose a playoff game. They played another team. Mm. The winner advanced, and the loser was eliminated. That sounds like the playoffs to me. Like, everybody keeps at 12 teams. Let's make it more fair. Everybody knew going into the SEC championship game what the stakes were, right? Absolutely. Alabama knew. Georgia knew. It was in the Georgia Dome. You lost. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you don't get a second chance. Mercedes-Benz. My bad. Called now. It was the old. That was the old. The Georgia. Dumb. You're aging yourself. That's what Ludacris bit. said back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Ludacris said. But you lost. I'm sorry. The only team I feel bad for in that sense is Florida State. I don't feel bad for. I don't feel bad for Oregon. You had a playoff game. You knew. You played Washington in a neutral site. If you win, you advance. If you lose, you're eliminated. That's a playoff. I'm sorry. You lost. The extra wrinkle of. In the 12 team era, some of those games being on campuses too, like that really adds something to this time of year. Like the neutral site thing is cool, and the long layoff also impacts the games. And because I'm thinking, like in the case of the Cotton Bowl, like Missouri looked like a team that had not played an organized game in a month. Like they, they tried to practice, they tried to simulate things, but they looked rusty compared to how they ended the season in Arkansas, like blasted them. Like, I wonder how in this new era, new teams, games on campuses, like, maybe the results do change a little bit. Maybe, maybe we, the stat, like you were saying, maybe the first iteration or two of the 12 team is a little wonky, and then it settles out. What was it like to be at Arrowhead on Sunday? Hmm. I feel like you, I'm, 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 I'm going to give you credit here. It's Finally. a new year. You know, let me start. Finally. No one gets the shots you get of Taylor Swift. Like, that's, like, become your thing. You've been on the Taylor Swift beat. You know what I mean? That was my first time. Uno. That was my first time getting Taylor Swift. I'm telling Swift you, shot. the first person that I saw tweet that she was at the game the first Like, I knew about it, but I just didn't tweet. It's not really my lane. So, the Bears game, I knew about it, but I'm just like, I'm not physically there. I'm yeah. not. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were the first person I saw tweet that she was at the game for the Bears game. So, that was Taylor <laughs> Swift day at the K. You were at that one. And then the first person that I saw with the video of her at Lambeau was you. I didn't have any video. You had the, or I thought you tweeted or something. Now now I'm giving you credit. Now I'm trying to give you credit. You don't want the credit. Which one is it? This was my first time. It was the last game. And, you know, I think that there has been a little bit. I'm not going to say people have calmed down or they're over it. Like, there is still sort of an excitement around her being around the team. I just expect her to be there at this point. Yeah, now she's like, she's part of the crew. She's part of the kingdom. She's cheering on third down. Like, she's part of the gang now. But, yeah, you know, I wanted to. Get the little engagement up. I'm not C.Dot Harrison yet, so I still need to get a couple clicks. Did she, did she say hi to you? Did she say she said Happy New Year to no. you? No. Her and her security guard said stay against the wall or somebody was <laughs> They told you to stay against the <laughs> <Yeah>. wall. 
You unhand her. That's what it was. It wasn't even. Don't make a, a sudden don't move. Don't even move. We don't even move. They would have ended you right then and there. That would have been the end of my journey. They would have broke your arm. <laughs> you imagine you take a step forward, karate size, wop, wop. Hit you two with two square ones right in the head. Boom, boom. This still feels like a rivalry, though. It, it like. Oh, it doesn't still feel like a rivalry. It is a rivalry. Come on, man. I mean, like, what we thought this game was going to be coming into the year. Like, it was a 9-6 and Chiefs team versus a Bengals team. No, I I don't. backup quarterback. We don't know if Jamar Chase is going to play. We don't know if LeJarrius needs to play. We thought it was going to have way more juice. But once they started playing, it became apparent. These two teams do not like each other. That's what I want more of the NFL to feel like. I'm sure, you know, hey, after the game is over, we'll shake hands. I'm sure they're trading jerseys and, and doing did you all see that. What Sneed and Jamar Chase do not like each other. You saw what Kelsey got caught on camera saying to Joe Burrow, kind of in the pile after, like, hey, the injury ripped our soul out and, you know, the game needs you type of thing. Like, there is there yeah, is a shared respect here amongst these two teams who will continue to see each other down the road. And I think that was palpable in the stands at Arrowhead, like, the fans know that the Bengals are a team that they're going to have to see again at some point with a healthy team. Like this is a, this is two AFC heavyweights that kind of like Buffalo. You're saying, I don't want to see them again. I don't want to see Josh. Allen. You never know what's going to happen, especially with how Kansas city's offense was been. And considering how the game played out itself, I don't think there's any solace knowing that Kansas city is fixed or they're going to make a run. Like Harrison Bucker saved him. Like Patrick Mahomes said, this is, I guess my argument for why college and pro rivalries are so different. Like, college rivalries are forever. Like, mm-hmm. Alabama and Auburn are rivals. Yeah. I don't care if Alabama's the best team or the worst team. College rivalries are forever. Missouri and Kansas are not in the same conference anymore. They are still the team that I dislike the most. Pro rivalries change. Like, I was watching something a couple of days ago, and it was talking about the Ravens and Titans. You might have been in elementary school when this happened. But this it was is talking about, yeah. Yeah, it was talking like the great rivalry between, like, Steve McNair and Ray Lewis. <laughs> and it was like, that was the it rivalry in the National Football League. You remember Seahawks and 49ers, maybe more your speed, where Russell Wilson and Colin yeah. Kaepernick. This is one of those kind of rivalries. I don't know how long it's going to be. Maybe it goes on for a decade, mm. and it's like Brady or Manning. Or maybe it's just four years of, God, that was fun. But it's obvious who the Chiefs' rivalry is. They don't get that chippy against the Raiders. They don't get that chippy against Buffalo. It was constantly breaking up skirmishes and back and (laughs) forth and Burrowhead. I love that these two teams don't like each other. They actually play Cincinnati again next year. Yeah, and I'm sure the TV networks would fight all over it. I wonder if Chris Jones is no longer a Chief. Do we see some of those? Like, does, does the rivalry live in the jerseys and the helmets or does it live inside the players? Like if Chris Jones is somewhere else, if LeJarrius Sneed is somewhere else, like does it still have that same chippiness and that same feel of somebody else's, uh, is, isn't that a rivalry next year? I assume that's beef. You just inherit, you know, <laughs> they you t- just, you when just you come in, they sit you, you down. Inherit beef, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you just inherit the beef. We don't like them. That's how I want it to be. I want it to remain that way. I want it to stay that way. I love it. It was a hell of a weekend. Oof, Do you goodness. agree with what we were talking about at the very beginning when you were driving in? Uh, this is what Nate Taylor said, for those of you that missed it. For the Chiefs, again, uh, as I wrote in The Athletic, the second half was about them playing their best version of Marty Ball. Yep. Hand the ball off, check that thing down, maybe get an explosive player to let the defense continue to make uh, you know, counter-punching plays. And, you know, if you got to take the three, take the three because the defense is doing its job and you can rely on the defense and that's the unit you can trust the most. Are you on this way of thinking? I mean, my message to the Chiefs is simple. Run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, limit mistakes, 
play good defense. That's it. That that's all I want them to do. Like it seems so obvious to me. Like someone on the text line, stop acting like Nate Taylor cracked the code. We've been knew this. That's fine. <laughs> do the Chiefs know this? That's what matters. I don't care if I know this. I've been saying for months, hey, stop playing so many wide receivers. They just figured this out two days ago. Hey, maybe we're playing too many guys. We need to get – they just figured it out. It took them 10 weeks to figure out, hey, this Rice guy that we got, maybe we should give him the ball more. So if he can say, hey, stop acting like this, it doesn't matter if I know it. It doesn't matter if you know that Rob know it. All of Kansas City, it it only matters if Andy Reid and Matt Nagy know it. But like Rob said, th- you're asking Andy Reid to change who he is from a psychological well, standpoint, well, from like lose. his like his then approach to the game. Then and in Kansas City, from a running perspective, from a running attack, they're not a team that has a creative run game. They're not they're not getting Isaiah Pacheco the ball and options in ways that other teams haven't seen before. Like this is you got a very two to, you got two weeks. I don't know if you got to get Andy also, Reid the 1941 Army midshipman. I don't know what you need to do. The Black Knights. I don't know what team you need. I don't know what you need to do. But I'm saying is if if they have the mentality that you have, then they are losing. It's that simple to me. But we knew that. Okay. Well. I'm trying to I'm trying to give you a pathway so they can win, and it is accepting what they are. And there's nothing wrong with accepting with what you are. There's nothing wrong with that. You can you can teams have gone to the Super Bowl doing it that way. It's not like I'm saying something's like, oh well, who's ever done that before? A lot of teams. Their running backs are just not healthy right now either. You got two weeks to get them healthy. At in December, Isaiah in January, Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco should not get a, a carry in this next game. This is a La Michael P. Ryan. Go out there, son. LaMichael Piran. They still got Derek Gore. They still got Charkandrick West. I'm telling you, Isaiah Pacheco, I'm not even letting you get a helmet. Isaiah Pacheco, I want you to go to L.A. You know what? We got you courtside tickets to go watch the Clippers. I want you to go see Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I want you to enjoy your – I don't even want you thinking about football. I'm not letting Isaiah Pacheco get tackled until it's by a Buffalo Bill or a Miami Dolphin. That's the next time he's getting tackled. It's a generic Prince game. I'm telling you, he needs to. Sunday. He better get 41 carries. 41. Ooh, can you do something for me? <laughs> you know what, Aaron Lab, man? Thank you so much for your <laughs> gifts. I appreciate this, man. This is a great way to start our new year, man. This is a great way, man. Happy to do it. You know what? I'm going to be nicer to you in 2024. You're that's not, my goal, man. Not, no, that's my goal. You're going to give up I on was, that resolution like most I was like not bad people. today. Why can't it just be like this every week? You set the tone. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. I set the tone on the drive. That's, you know what? I can be better. New year, new me. You need to be better. New year, new me. Somebody said Niall Davis. Yes. Whoever your favorite Chiefs running back. Who was that one kid? Cyrus Gray from Texas A&M. We might just name random running backs for the three o'clock hour. I don't want to see Isaiah Pacheco get a carry. Not one. Speaking of running backs, we're going to talk about Dalvin Cook because Rob is thrilled about the possibility of them adding Dalvin Cook, who got released today by the New York Jets. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.